So we're looking ahead to game week 12. The international break is still a few days away from ending. But yeah, we've had a bit of a break. So we've decided to change the format of the show. We don't want to be talking your ears off every single week with 45 minutes, one hour. So we want to be bring you a more shorter, more focused show. So from now on, we're going to look at whatever models, whatever predictions we generate to give you what we feel is the dream team or the team of the week going into a specific game week. And we're hoping that that can give you much more focus on making your decisions in your FPL team. So Greg, welcome back. It's been about two weeks since we've last spoken. And yeah, how's things going, man? Yeah, thanks, Cloud. It was a terrible weekend without any soccer on, but uh, <laughs> it's really, really good to be getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, same Yeah, Like, I, I must say, look, you know what? I, I miss the football, not so much FPL. <laughs> but, but yeah, look, uh, uh, it, it was nice to have a little bit of a break, I suppose, as well. And uh, obviously, that's where that, that's when you have breaks. You have all these thoughts of changing the format of the show and stuff like that over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, um, uh, the, it, it feels like such a long time ago now that Game Week 11 finished. But uh, I suppose we're all saying the same thing that Trent Alexander-Arnold probably saved our week a little bit uh, towards the end. And uh, so, how did your uh, how did your week go uh, last time around? Do you even remember? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it was it was so far ago. Um, it wasn't a bad week. I got sixty two points, um, which was was well above the average. But for the second week in a row, I didn't have any attacking returns other than uh, Mo Salah. So but that's cancelled. We don't count. Yeah, that. we don't count that because yeah. it doesn't doesn't make any difference. So. Yeah, my defense is really holding me holding me up there at the moment. So it was a very, very small red arrow. Um, but yeah, I was generally happy. I just uh, hopefully the attackers can start coming to the party. Yeah, same here. I, I got a small red arrow from like 244 to 250 something. I mean, in, in the context, it's probably like a gray dot or whatever you want to call it, you know. And um, I, I think I got like 54 points or something like that over there. And uh, for t- my my team makeup or the way I got my points is slightly different to yours. Where yes, I did have like Trent and okay, well Chelsea's clean sheet got wiped out, right? But yeah. at least I think you have James, who probably saved you a little. He got yeah, bonus I, points and I had James Ramsdale and Cancelo. We all all came to the party big time. Right, so I didn't have Can- Cancelo and James, but I had Ramsdale, which is my first clean sheet, goalkeeper clean sheet for the whole season. So <laughs> I was quite chuffed about <laughs> That's right, you know. And he made one save and ended up getting a bonus point as well. So yeah, he's quite a magnet at the moment. But I've been actually getting, say, I, I got say, Rafinha has returned 18 points over the last two game weeks. And I think, you know, for me, he's been a very underrated hold from game week one. I think at 6.5 million, I know a lot of people are looking for those double digit holes and so on. But for me personally, I mean, if you look at somebody like Gallagher, he's got what, but 10 points more than Rafinha all season. Yes, he's cheaper, but I, I still think uh, yeah, for, for, for what it's worth, 6.5, Rafinha has offered good value this season. Yeah, I think he's been great. Yeah. 
so yeah uh hopefully now again like you're saying a little bit more attacking returns would be welcome and uh in saying that let's let's kick it off let's kick off this new format of the show so what what formation you're going to be playing uh or, or what sorry not not you but your game week 12 team wh- what formation will be the most optimal formation for this weekend so the the dream team this week uh it looks like three five two is the is the optimal the the mids are certainly uh coming through with with a lot of points and uh there are three defenders that well you just can't really go without and uh yeah they certainly cement their spots in the dream team this week as well right so if i had to take a guess over here it's uh so you said three defenders so uh, obviously it will be a Ch- Ch- chelsea one so chilwell slash james right and then uh, trent and cancelo how far off am i here <laughs> absolutely nailed uh chill slightly um edges uh james but uh i would say it's 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 pretty much a toss-up between those two at the moment and then yeah for sure trent you can't go without and cancelo's i mean his numbers are just unbelievable right. and and what gives Chilwell the, the the edge in this team over james um it's interesting if i look on the model um i think think that his assist threat is slightly higher than James. Um, let me have a quick look at uh, James at 0.45 and Chilwell. No, it's actually it's actually goal threat, funnily enough. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Ch- Chilwell's goal threat is actually, actually nearly double uh, James's goal threat if, if we're looking at expected, uh, expected numbers. Well, I suppose there has to be a, a, some type of normalization as well. And whereas like James has scored his goals in one or two fixtures, Chilwell seems to be more consistent as well. Yeah, so the model definitely normalizes the all the expected data by fixture difficulty. Um, so taking that into account, um, you know, looking at fixtures as if, as if they were all rated 100% instead of obviously the, the variance that you get with stronger and weaker teams, uh, then yeah, Chilwell's, Chilwell edges it at the moment. Now, here's an interesting one that I was looking at, okay, because I was looking at the... Uh, the the expected goals conceded right and no no surprises that Manchester City are right at the top in terms of a- a- XGC okay but second was Crystal Palace they ca- they have an ex- expected goals conceded of 10.80 and they've conceded 14 so not that I suppose they are conceding more but I was surprised to see Crystal Palace up there and uh, so yeah i suppose based on that over there players like tyrick mitchell or guajita may come into the into our thinking soon i suppose you know it's very difficult the, the, the problem is that when you when you look at the numbers is that it's very those sort of numbers are very fixture dependent and yeah, uh, yeah. although we've only had uh, 11 weeks which is you know it's not insignificant um, once you normalize normalize those numbers, I think the the effect starts to become a little bit less. But I think the main reason that um, Palace uh, defenders aren't really showing any anywhere on my model is that there there just seems to be no attacking threat from any of them. I see. Uh, right, right. So that makes sense. you know the the attacking threat actually makes up quite a big portion of the of the points that the the top defenders are scoring. Right, so I suppose if you want a 4.5 million bench for the option, then that's uh, they they're a good candidate. But obviously, with so so such value in defense at the moment, they're not going to rate that highly. Then. 
Yeah, I think that's it. I think, um, you know, there is, I mean, huge numbers coming out of defense this year. And uh, I think with that, I think you, 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 I mean, at the moment, I'm playing four at the back in my in my team personally. And I think w when you look at a five-game week range, it's very difficult not to have four defenders when you look at Trent, Chilwell, James, Cancelo. I mean, those four are very hard to avoid at the moment. And you're almost scared to go into, into a game week without them because any of them can haul massively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been lucky. I've been getting away with not having James and Cancelo. I suppose it's been balanced out by someone like Rafinha coming through at some point. But I've yeah. massively got away with it. So, so yeah. So, look, yeah. Uh, no surprises in, in the defensive options over there. I think it's... It's it's almost a given. the The ceiling for these players are just so high at the moment that you like you you feel you you could like, I, I suppose like I said you could get away with not having one or two, but you you have to have at least the three premiums in your team right now. Yeah, I think I think it's I think you're gonna have to go. I think Trent and Salah are are pretty much nailed choices at the moment for me anyway, and uh, then it's just a question of of who else you go with and. Um, you know, if if you consider Cancelo a premium defender, then I think you, he's also got to be got to be a nailed spot in your side. I think uh, it's going to be very difficult to continue without him. Um, you know, City's fixtures are the best for the upcoming weeks uh, by by quite a shot, uh, with Chelsea in second, and I think we're going to see quite a few clean sheets from the from the City boys. Yeah. Okay. And then goalkeepers. So, you know, I, I spoke about uh, bringing in Ramsdale for ahead of game week 11. I got my first clean sheet. But who's your pick for goalkeeper for for this weekend, considering that Ramsdale is playing against Liverpool? So that will probably uh, put him off your <laughs> list. So Yeah, that, that certainly hurts his chances this week. Um, the dream team keeper for this week is actually the forgotten man of the season, um, De Gea. And that's... Um, United's defense has been pretty diabolical, but uh, they're playing Watford away, and Watford uh, is just too good a fixture. So for for this week, De Gea is definitely the the goalkeeper pick. Yeah, and what I like about that pick as well is the fact that if let's say for example you're looking to bring in a, a differential goalkeeper of some sort, the the fixture swing for Manchester United from game week 14 onwards looks so good that um, there's, you know, the chances of clean sheets increases over there and the fact that United have been so poor in defense anyway is almost like a one-man one wall where you make five or six game saves a, a game and still get you some save points as well and pro possibly be a bonus points magnet if United keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I mean, even given their recent form, I think when their, their fixtures are going to start to swing and... Yeah. You know, they've got a tough fixture in game week 13 against Chelsea away. Um, but other than that, their fixtures look really good. And, you know, I think from a defensive point of view anyway, they're ranked fourth, which is not bad at all. And and once they get through game week 13, I mean, that rank's going to go up. So I think it's, it's definitely worth considering. Um, I think for the moment, the other defenders are just too good from from an attacking perspective that maybe De Gea is the guy to to get into that uh, United defense yeah that, that actually sounds like quite a good option over there and uh, yeah just to, to give people some context context as well like you know we, we we've obviously you know come up with a dream team of, of, of some sort but 
it doesn't you know obviously yes we're picking the best players for this specific upcoming game week but if you are going to be transferring in any of these players then just make sure that you also proceed with caution and you not look at one game week only you've got to have a plan that that's longer than that as well so yeah especially with somebody like Degia, you know look look at him for more than obviously yes Watford is a good fixture but if you're bringing him in then you're going to be bringing him in for the long term you know so yeah uh, so, so, so that's an interesting pick there, uh, Greg. And then now onto the midfield. So I'm not even going to waste your time over there. Salah is definitely going to be in there. And I'm assuming you're captaining him as well, right? Yeah, not, not much to say. His stats are just through the roof. Uh, put the armband on him. Number one, mid, number one pick overall. Let's <laughs> stick him in our team. Right, right. Okay, so then let's move to the rest of them now. Uh, what, what, so go through it let's hear what's a, what's the rest of your midfield looking like okay so the, the model um re- really likes mane as well um he's, he's second on the model at the moment but uh given that he's he's possibly carrying an injury um from the international break we're gonna have to wait and see for press conference news to find out exactly well, he uh, was training today fit. he was pictured training so that was good news yeah that's good news but you know again you just got to be a little bit wary of whether he's going to yeah. start or not yeah. so wait wait for press conferences so given that i've gone uh, diego jota as as the second liverpool pick um and then in terms of uh, the rest of them uh foden comes up qu- just behind Mane on, on the on the projections. So uh, we've got Foden probably with the the vice captain armband. And if you if you're looking for an alternative to Salah, which I don't uh, recommend too much, um, I would say Foden's probably your best bet. Um, and then uh, again, the, the the forgotten player from last season, um, Gundogan, who who is back <laughs> and fit. Yeah. And he's only owned by something ridiculous, like two and a half percent of of FBL players, and he's he's projected to come really high. He's you know he's he's been back for a game. Uh, he scored two goals for Germany in the international break, and uh, I think that uh, he's ready to explode. I think he's he's definitely the guy that I'm looking to bring into my into my FBL team this week. That, so so you're looking at possibly going double with uh, Foden and Gundogan. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what the City lineup predictions look like, but I think the Foden Gundogan double up uh, is very enticing. Um, it's that or, or going with Jota. Um, again, that that yeah. yeah, that depends on on what the injury status of, of Firmino is, what the latest is, and how long he's going to be out. The, the thing I like about going Gundogan is that he's a long-term pick. He's the guy that played the most minutes last season. Um, he was the most consistent starter uh, when it comes to this, the, the pep roulette. And whereas Jota, you know, you've got a you've got a two three week uh, you know ticking time bomb of, of when the rotation <laughs> starts again. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's that's what you have to, to to weigh up. I think Jota will outscore, possibly outscore him in the in the in the near term. But uh, once that rotation kicks in again, then you just you know that's that's the worst thing when you. When your player doesn't play or comes on for for 30 minutes which jota does a lot um it's it's quite frustrating yeah look and uh, the one thing i've noticed about city and i'm sure many have spoken about this before is that when their players uh, get a, an opportunity in the team it's very rarely that they get a block of one or two fixtures or one on one off 
we maybe saw it last season where like John Stones would would get a game, they not get a game, or there there was more defensive rotation. But if you look at the attacking players, it's almost like uh, like Mares will come in, get a block of five or six fixtures, and then all of a sudden he will, he'll disappear for for like a month or two months, like what mm. we're seeing now. And then Grealish, like he started the season, and now all of a sudden he's a rotation risk. You know, he's starting off the bench. And then Foden started, well, he was injured. Then he started all the games. And he may become an, a rotation risk. Or when I say rotation risk, I don't even know what to call it that. He just won't be playing at all, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's I think like, I yeah. think the Champions League has a big big part yeah. uh, to play yeah. in that as well. You know, as, as, as they progress further through the Champions League, then th- those key players get rested for... All those big Champions League games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I think like we, especially you know when you sp- speak about Gundogan as well, I don't think it's that risky in terms of the Pep Roulette because I think provided that you know you you have look most of us have cover on our bench this season anyway, and there's such an upside to these players, but I don't think it's that much of a risk. Maybe it's famous last words now, right? But. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's that that bad because I've seen it so far. It's like you, you, you look at it, it's very rarely like it's just two games in or one game in, one game out or whatever. Mm. It's always a block of fixtures and then they, they go missing and then they come back in, you know. So, so yeah, uh, um, I think it's actually quite a good move as well. Yeah. yeah, and I think just, I mean, also the price is just phenomenal. Um, yeah. one at seven point, you know, to get two City players who are, Goal scorers for City at 7.2 for Gundogan and 8.3 for Foden. Uh, it's it's almost too good to turn down. You don't even mind if if there is a little bit of rotation, yeah, um, because you can afford some bench cover with with prices like that. Yeah, and then uh, you mentioned Salah, Foden, Jota, and Gundogan. Did I miss the fifth one? Yeah, so the fifth one is now. This also is going to depend on on injury news because I see that uh, Lukaku is back and in, in in training and seems to be uh, coming closer to fitness. But uh, Kai Havertz uh, takes up the fifth spot, and if uh, if that's a rotation risk and Lukaku is looking like he could possibly play, then it's an easy switch to Mount. Uh, Mount is, is quite comfortably the next best uh, midfielder on the list. Interesting one. My my pick would have been Gallagher. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I just feel like you know he's. I, I like Crystal Palace's fixtures in the short term. I think they've got some good fixtures coming up, uh, where I think you know uh, Palace can score some goals. I suppose Zaha is an option as well. But I just like Gallagher at that price because I think then it allows me to get some other options in as well. Yeah, he's shot up phenomenally well. Um, his stats this season compared to last season are, are chalk and cheese, and uh, he really looks like a brilliant young player. Um, I think that you know he's he's made strides all the way up to I think uh, for the next five game weeks. I think he's ranked twentieth on my model, which is quite a distance to come because I think he started off probably outside of the top hundred. So he's definitely the the star attraction at the moment. Um, so we'll see how the numbers go. For now, I'm I'm holding off. I'm going with the more tried and tested guys. Um, but he, he's certainly an option, especially if you if you have any budget issues. Yeah, right. And then on to the forwards. So uh, what? So obviously it'll be two forwards. So what's your picks over there? So forwards. Um, one that maybe 
I mean, there's actually been quite a bit of talk about him recently um, with with uh, the change of management. But uh, Wilson is is always been high up in my on my list, and as you know, it's, he's been a, a solid feature in my in my FPL team this season. And he, they've got Brentford at home, and I think yeah, Wilson's projected to to score really highly this week. Yeah, and I was looking at the fixtures so. Now, obviously, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Brentford defensively, how good they are. But I don't know if David Raya being injured has had anything to do with it. But all of a sudden, their form seems a bit patchy at the moment. And now they, they're not putting up the same numbers anymore. Right. And with possible new manager bounce as well. And the fact that Wilson is just such a good goal scorer. I'm also, I, I won't be surprised if I have him in my team come this game. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting how the, the newly promoted teams have this sort of um, hangover effect, which does start after the first sort of 10 games. They, you know, there are a lot of teams that, that start really well in the Premier League. They come up from the championship. They're really motivated. And it's very difficult to maintain that level. And I think uh, that's sort of what Brentford are experiencing at the moment, obviously with a few injuries that, that haven't helped. Um, but you sort of do get that little bit of a hangover effect coming in yeah. and it's, it starts to realize just how tough this league is to, to do it for 38 games in a season is is very, very difficult. Um, and also the other teams are starting to look at them and say, oh, you know, spot patterns in their play and so on. Because yeah. now there's more video footage available or whatever it is. So coaches are able to go and put a plan in place to combat these teams as well. I mean, we saw with Sheffield United a few years ago, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I like about Wilson as well, just one more thing about him is that he's got Brentford up next. I can't remember what the fixture after that. It's not such a great one. But then the the two fixtures after that, I think is Burnley and Norwich. So Burnley are a bit resurgent at the moment. So I, I, I don't know what to make of that one, but I would still back Wilson in that fixture. And then Norwich, even with the new manager bounce, I just can't see it. I mean, the the team is just so poor. Yeah, look, I mean, they've got Brentford, Arsenal, Norwich, and Burnley. Um, yeah, they're, and that's I think, the fixtures. Yeah. I mean, that's the stretch that you want him for. And then I think, then it's a bit tougher. They've got Leicester away, Liverpool away, City at home, and United at home. So I think, uh, you know, possibly for the next four weeks, Wilson's the guy to have. And then, you know, maybe run, rotate him into someone else and, and sort of when that, when that tough fixture run hits. And as an alternative... In that same price bracket as well, you could look at, uh, so, I mean, Armstrong plays against uh, Adam Armstrong. Southampton play Norwich this weekend, so he could be an option, especially if you do have him in your team, uh, I suppose, you know, like, like I do. Yeah. Then he, he becomes a good option as well. And then, the, and, and then Wolves. Wolves, uh, uh, sorry, I'm thinking of... Uh, Jimenez. The, the, yeah, Jimenez or, or Huang as well. They've yeah. got West Ham up this week, which is not a great fixture. But if you have them, hold them because they also have Norwich and uh, and is it Norwich and, and, Burn- New- Norwich Norwich and Burnley, Burnley. Yeah. Yeah, coming up soon as well. So they and I was just looking at XG numbers as well. They um, they're not that high up anymore. They're still in the top six or top seven. But when it comes to wastefulness, they're the second most wasteful team. <laughs> so they've got an XG of 15, but they've now scored 11. 
goals. Yeah. I think it was even the gap was like something like a delta of seven a few weeks ago. Remember when we were talking about them? So yeah. it has normal. It has you know that gap has closed a little bit. So I think maybe they'll be one to look at as well if you're looking for maybe a bit of a differential as well. Yeah, I mean your your Armstrong pick is, is spot on. He's actually the bench uh, the bench forward for the dream team. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Oh well, there you go. You know, so and then uh, last forward, uh, who 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 it is? Who is it? Well, the last forward, just just because you know he, he's Ronaldo. You have to <laughs> against Ronaldo Watford. Ronaldo against Watford. You have to back yeah. him. Yeah. So spicy captaincy look... option. Is it that spicy anyway? To to put the captaincy on him. Look, I mean, it's it's not spicy f- by any means, but uh, interestingly enough, I'd, I'd actually, if I, if I was going to choose a spicy pick out of all of those, it would be Wilson. I think uh, Wilson against Brentford could be a really good, uh, really good one. differential yeah. captain this week. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so there we go. So we've got four captaincy options effectively. Well, three: Salah, Foden, and Wilson. <laughs> yeah, those would be yeah. my top three for sure. Right, and then to to close off the bench, so you mentioned Armstrong, which and and James because uh, yes. you know, uh, and then so so two more. Who so who are they? Okay, so keeper would be McCarthy. Um, nice Southampton, care. yeah, Southampton are are looking pretty good. They've got obviously Norwich, good fixture. They're thirty five percent to keep a clean sheet, which is uh, you know, I think pretty much second second best this week. I mean, there's some splatterings around thirty seven, thirty six percent, but. Um, yeah, I think he's a great, uh, great budget option. And then uh, one that might surprise you is uh, Tokarski um, from Burnley in, uh, in defence. Um, oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. yeah, he's he's come up very highly in the in the model, and uh, for a, for a one week punt, definitely could be an option. Well, yes, some interesting numbers in terms of uh, 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 for people interested in Tarkovsky, right? In terms of XG from set plays specifically, Burnley are the second highest. It's Brentford who's actually the highest, and uh, so so that's one. Uh, uh, so so and and they've scored four goals from set pieces so far, Burnley. Yeah. Uh, from an XG of five, and in terms of uh, expected goals conceded, I won't go there because they're the third. <laughs> they're the third poorest team, but I suppose Burnley always seem to have this. A block in the season where they you know they they come out of nowhere and drag themselves out of the relegation zone so maybe this is their time now <laughs> well i mean it might surprise some people but burnley are, are favorites to win the game against crystal palace so oh, that's you know, interesting. They, they're 39 percent to win whereas crystal palace are 34 so um obviously a draw is quite a significant uh, uh chance uh, you know sort of uh, probability as well but um, yeah, I think uh, don't underestimate Burnley in this fixture. Wow, that's in, that's an interesting one. So, and uh, yeah, uh, I never expected that one over there. To, to to be honest with you, because I think Crystal Palace have been looking you know fairly decent uh, recently as well. But uh, yeah. maybe it's recency bias and the city fixture as well, which also plays a part in it. So yeah, um, that that's an interesting one. And uh, yeah, so look, uh, the, the, this team looks uh, looks great actually. And uh, you know, d- d- just uh, looking at it now, I'm thinking, yeah, especially I'm I'm liking the the double Liverpool and double City. Well, sorry, Arsenal fans, I, I have to go there. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it looks 
really, really. Um, I, I think you you get your attacking returns this week, Craig. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope so. It's time for the attackers to pull finger and actually uh, contribute something. <laughs> you know, I can't keep holding rank uh, the the rank where I am at the moment if I don't start getting some goals scored. Yeah, no, especially since we don't have a captaincy option anymore. It's just Salah being negated every week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, I hope everybody's uh, listened to this and enjoyed the new format. And uh, yeah, if uh, you know, if you listen to it, give us uh, give us some comments on Twitter, or some on YouTube or whatever. Give us some feedback. Let us know if you like it. Let us know if you'd like us to add anything to it as well. But yeah. Uh, so that's a wrap for the Game 12 Dream Team. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat about it next week, uh, Greg. And hope all the best to everybody for Game 12. Yeah, good luck, Cloud. All the best for the weekend. Yeah, cheers, man. <laughs>